Hey, good afternoon, everybody. It is Friday, November 25th. This is Anything Goes Podcast. Let's get it. All right. Hey, welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. It's me, Chris. And of course, it wouldn't be a Friday night without Jimmy. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving uh, hangover, Chris. Yeah, happy yeah. Thanksgiving. Uh, I, how was your Thanksgiving? Oh, it was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah a lot of downtime. A lot of good. food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the best. We uh, uh, we talked about a lot of that food <laughs> on Tuesday. So yeah, for sure. I definitely, uh, it, it had me well prepped and uh, hyped to enjoy, and I did. Yeah. But I'm all right today. Yeah. Now, your daughter came up to visit. Yeah. When she was here for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, we had uh, a, a bunch of family members over too. Uh, good to see them. Draining, <laughs> draining. It's a lot, actually. My family was kind of split up amongst two different houses. You know, my parents and my wife's parents. So, um, yeah, it was the split helped. I think keep <laughs> things a little bit more tame. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's one thing. It's you know, you got a whole bunch of new people in the house. Not new. I mean, they've obviously been here before. Um, but dealing with, you know, the dog's reactions to yeah. people and, and, you know, trying to filter people through, you know, get, get their food and, and all that stuff. So, uh, yeah, draining, but it was fun. It was, uh, well worth it. Megan's, uh, mom came up the night before and, uh, and helped me, uh, help me cook a bunch of stuff. So mm-hmm. we had a lot of it done, uh, but getting up, I, I got up at four to put the turkey in and that was that was brutal because mm. I, I didn't really go back to sleep. So that was kind of brutal. Uh, How'd your stuffing turn out? Oh, man, it's so good. Was that it? Was yeah. That... When we're done here, you'll, you can have some. <laughs> it's so freaking no, good. It's nice. It's probably it's actually probably the best batch of homemade stuffing I've ever made. Awesome. I mean, that's how awesome. good it came out. So you think that was your favorite item of the of the day? Yeah, I mean, I mean, my deviled eggs came out pretty good, too. Oh, you know what? I didn't get any deviled eggs. Nobody in my family made deviled oh, eggs. Oh, man, yeah. I crushed them. Well, it's going to be a Christmas thing, I think. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So, I mean, the stuff, I, I like the stuffing. The turkey came out great. Uh, we had ham turkey. We had a ham and a turkey. Um, uh, broccoli cheese casserole. Mm-hmm. I think green beans, rolls, obviously, corn. Um, yeah. Just there was other stuff. I just can't off the top of my yeah. head. Yeah. I'm still kind of feel like I'm going through like kind of a food coma today <laughs> because I ate, of course I ate leftovers again today and, and you know, tomorrow will be the, uh, the uh, leftover Turkey sandwiches and, mm, there you and go. That, which is, you know, I'm, I'm all about that. So, yeah. um, I mean, that's really the reason that I make like a 20 pound, 23 pound Turkey yeah. because I want the leftovers. I look forward to it. And yeah, I don't, I don't really get tired of it. I could eat it. Yeah every meal till it's gone and i'm fine with that and there's plenty of variety i guess within there i can oh yeah you can switch it you can switch it up uh i think my i think my mother-in-law said that she eats turkey and stuffing sandwiches yeah so she puts the stuffing on the turkey on the sandwich and eats it that way i'm like yeah i've never tried it but i mean i don't think Not i would bad, be yeah. i don't think i would be opposed i'd have to warm up some gravy i think and put it on there though that'd be fantastic <laughs> too yeah yeah just that's that's just me uh, but hey, so two interesting stories that I and tomorrow 
is the opening day of the Maryland rifle hunting season. So I thought that this story that I, I read it earlier today, um, I, and you know, West Virginia is in close proximity. So I just thought it was kind of, kind of interesting to, to read this. There was a hunter in 2020 who lives in North Carolina, but, and he's a big hunter. I mean, he, I'm, I won't say his name, but he's, he's a basically like a professional hunter. Hmm. Um, he's a professional hunter in the sense that he devotes a considerable amount of his life to the pursuit of hunting whitetail deer. Hmm. Um, he's not a professional in the sense that he, you know, is on like these TV shows where they're in the high fence. Gotcha. Uh, you know, this guy's, this guy's an actual hunter for life. You know, he, that's what he does. It's what he loves to do. It's what he does. He doesn't make millions of dollars off of it. Yeah. He doesn't get, you know, sponsorships that send him to these farms to kill these monster bucks, um, yeah. you know, and get paid for it. Um, so here's what happened. 2020, he, and every year he buys a West Virginia license because he, he goes and hunts in West Virginia. So he shot a monster, a monster buck in North Carolina. And then a short time later, he shot a pretty good sized buck mm -hmm. in West Virginia. So apparently in this county in West Virginia, the people are really sensitive about outsiders coming in and killing their bucks. Sure. So what did they do? They concocted this story about what this guy did, saying that he shot both of them in North Carolina on the same day which is illegal mm -hmm. uh, or shot either, in, either he shot both of them in North Carolina or he shot both of them in West Virginia. Probably West Virginia. Yeah. Cause they can't really complain about him shooting two in North Carolina. Um, so, and that he shot them both on the same day. Right. And they're both trophy bucks. I mean, one of them is considerably larger than the other one. Um, but here, here's your, here's your government overreach. And it even extends into like the DNR, which is the department of natural resources police or your game wardens mm -hmm. in some states. Um, but he, here's your government overreach. So the West Virginia DNR contacted the North Carolina DNR. And the West Virginia DNR and North Carolina DNR show up at this guy's house in North Carolina and start asking him about these deer, about these two bucks. And they asked him, oh, do you have the do you have the deer here? And he's like, no, they're at a taxidermist. They're getting, they're getting mounted. And he told them what taxidermist. Well, the West Virginia and North Carolina DNR go to that, go to the taxidermist and they seize both the deer hmm. and give them to the West Virginia DNR. West Virginia DNR takes them back to West Virginia or hmm. take, you know, takes both of them back to West Virginia. And for a year, they put out like this huge press statement in the, you know, the DNR officer sitting there holding up both, both sets of antlers and, and, uh, you know, saying how, you know, this North Carolina guy's got, we, we've got him charged with, you know, all these crimes and, you know, no court date's been set yet, but he's been charged with all these crimes. And, you know, we got him, he's facing, you know, umpteen thousand dollars worth of fines and loss of his hunting license in West Virginia forever and, and all this Jeez. stuff. So, West Virginia DNR was like touting this whole thing. So a year and a half passes and this guy still has no, he still has this, you know, potential court and fines and jail and all that stuff hanging over his head. All of a sudden they just drop the case. 
Hmm. They just drop the case magically. I don't know. You know, it, it's like a week before the court date. They just drop the case. Now, what ended up happening was is they had absolutely zero evidence that any of this happened. They were just going off the you know the good old boy system, right? You got this county, you got this over aggressive DNR officer who's probably from that county who works in that county, who knows all the landowners in that county. And they were all pissed off that an outsider came and killed this big buck in their county. Um, and they put out this huge press statement saying what I said before. Well, they haven't come back out and put out what happened on the flip side. What happened on the flip side is they had zero evidence that any of this even ever took place. Like that both of those deer were shot on the same day, that they were both shot in West Virginia, that any of it, like they can't prove any of it. They have no evidence. Uh, so they ended up having to give him back both the racks. But what did they do? The racks were like broken. Yeah. The hides were destroyed. Mm -hmm. So now this guy is out. You know, I don't even understand what's the purpose of seizing the deer. Like, what does that get you? I understand, I guess, him, him not being allowed to like take possession mm -hmm. if he committed, if he did something illegal. Right. But to like, but seize the, the and carcasses. The thing, and the thing is, and so here, here's the back end of it. And they, they have not put out any kind of statement or any kind of updated story, you know, that this has happened. You know, the, the DNR, you know, the government of West Virginia has put out no story whatsoever mm. that this has happened because they're embarrassed. They're probably embarrassed by it. Um, and they're embarrassed that that these two DNR officers that they had that, you know, basically were colluding with the local populace who were pissed off that this deer was killed there, um, have done, have said nothing about it since. So, uh, yeah, they're about to find out hmm. and they're about to find out because there's a YouTube video out there. Uh, there's a lawyer who's on YouTube. He posts all the time. Um, I think he, I think he goes by like the DUI guy hmm. or something like that. Um, but he is actually, this guy has actually retained him in West Virginia and they're filing a lawsuit against the state of West Virginia and the state of North Carolina yeah. for them basically putting this guy through a year and a half of potential criminal, mm -hmm. you know, just that hanging over your head and they tarnish his reputation. This guy, like I said, this guy's a hunter yep. I mean, that's what this guy does. And you've now destroyed, you know, this guy's reputation because now everyone thinks he's a poacher yeah. and nobody wants to allow him to hunt Absolutely. And, and all these things. So he's basically lost a year and a half minimum uh, of his, I don't want to say livelihood because I'm sure he has another job, but probably a significant portion of what his life is about. Uh, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see. And I'm going to follow it. Uh, I'm going to follow this one pretty close because once they file this lawsuit, it'll probably it'll probably get settled pretty quick because it doesn't sound like West Virginia or North, North Carolina DNRs want this to be too public. Well, they certainly made a mistake so that, yeah, they better. Yeah, they serve no. And that's the other thing. They serve no warrant mm -hmm. to seize the, you know, there was no warrant signed by a judge to seize anything. Mm. There was no, no warrant in North Carolina. There was no warrant in West Virginia. So these DNR officers just did it arbitrarily all by themselves, went to the taxidermist and demanded that they give. And, you know, most taxidermists have to have a friendly relationship with DNR because a DNR officer can make a taxidermy business go away real fast. Right. Yeah. 
Um, so I'm sure. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very interesting. Um, it sounds it sounds pretty you know clear that that was uh, bogus. However, I would be real curious to hear what the initial evidence was or what they claimed to have had, what they were going off of. Hearsay. They, they said it. Yeah. So if it's hearsay, but still, like, it has to be somebody was making a claim. Like, right. I know this guy was here and he got right. the, both of those bucks at the same place. Right. But I would be very curious about that. I think there's potential that maybe he did do that. Maybe he did do it. Maybe he got away with it and he was trying to get away with something, I should say. It's it's a possibility. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't I wouldn't I'm not gonna claim one way or there the other. There seems to be there seems to be concrete evidence that the bigger one, the one he shot in North Carolina, yeah. he shot in North Carolina. Yeah. Well, but <laughs> and if there is, then it seems like that should have been squashed early on. Right. And he, you know, he should have you been able think. to bring that up. Either way, I I guess my point is I mean, they're they're going really hard after a guy who I I honestly don't even care. Even if he right. did do that once and he got away with it or whatever, okay, that's wrong, right? And that should be prevented as best as possible. However, it sounds like they had almost nothing to go yeah. off of they had to actually nothing. make that kind of claim, and they just went so hard over this one guy like i feel like the the reason that those laws exist are i mean they're, they're for a reason you have to draw the line somewhere and you have to say you know these are the limitations and you have to follow these rules however um i think that's for what he's doing he's hunting like right. he's it's not easy i mean right. it takes a lot well, of well and you also know that in the hunting world you have a you have a reputation like in your hunting circles, and especially a guy who probably has considerable amount of notoriety around his area, at a minimum, you have a reputation. It, that reputation, I mean, and all indications are that this guy's reputation was that he was, no kidding, a I follow the rules hunter. Right. Uh, and yeah, so it just doesn't make any sense. Well, if he if he had any like notoriety at all beforehand, it would be even less likely that he is violating any sort of rules. Correct. You know, because he he knows that he's under a watchful eye. Like he's right. better set a good example and and right. follow the rules. Um, and it's, especially for somebody who does that that regularly, is mm -hmm. that committed to it? I don't know if he does it for a living, but yeah, uh, it, you know, he's going to want to try to maintain that because that's important to him. Um, yeah, I think it's. Yeah, and it sounds like the the DNR officer from West Virginia in the in the article that they did publish in 2020 about how heroic they were about seizing these antlers and hmm. you know stopping poaching and and all this, uh, he said he said it's just good to know that I was able to be here and and save these big bucks uh, from poachers in my county. Hmm. So you know it's all about a territorial thing is is the way you know the way he. Uh, he put it out in the in the article was like this is his county and you know outsiders aren't going to come in and do this in his county type deal was kind of his attitude in in the uh in well the i wonder if it if it is a widespread instance and that's what i was kind of getting at is like that's what the rules are are there to prevent you know, groups of or hordes right. of people doing this all the time. So was this like an epidemic of, yeah. of 
of poaching that's going on and this guy just ha- they just wanted to take it out on him because if it was just based on a single instance and that's really all that happened and they think they're saving the world by yeah, doing exactly. by going so hard on this guy is a little bit ridiculous well my me. my understanding too and just kind of a little bit of follow-up that that i did you know just looking at apparently it's really hard in that county to find land to hunt because it's basically been taken over by like hunt clubs and you know if you're not part of one of those hunt clubs you're pretty much limited in that county to where you can hunt so i think the fact to me it seems like the fact that you know this guy from north carolina comes in he's not a member of any of these hunt clubs and he shot probably probably the biggest buck that they were aware of in that county um and he's the one who shot and killed it and they were just pissed off yeah i i don't understand a whole lot why you can be pissed off about that because if the guy did it legally because it really doesn't matter what the hell he did in true in north carolina or whatever uh just because he's an outsider i mean right. he's a regular hunter yeah, who these, hunts across the, from these hunt clubs are territorial yeah. it's not there's hunt clubs in okay. maryland that okay. are the same way hey but if that's the case and they need to do something else by restricting it saying right. like no we're going to restrict licenses or permits right. to only you know this group and oh by the way you pay you pay a shit ton more for an out-of-state hunting license than you do for an in-state exactly so this guy's obviously right you know he had a he had a north carolina hunting license he had a west virginia hunting license uh i mean so it's not like and and again that's why they dropped it because there was absolutely no evidence yeah that this guy but they made it hang over his head for a year and a half uh and, and and basically you know, damaged his reputation for a year and a half saying he was a poacher. Uh, so anyway, I'm going to follow it. Well, I'll, I'll keep up if anything, uh, anything comes out. I know the attorney, the attorney put out a video um, just talking about it and saying that, uh, you know, they're in the in the process of filing uh, a civil rights lawsuit against the states because obviously it was a warrantless seizure. Um, there was a bunch of other uh, constitutional type things that that didn't happen that should have which uh, is kind of funny because you know they're they're going hard against this guy for potentially you know breaking the tiniest of restrictions on this but mm-hmm. now they're obviously they're not following the rules right. yeah yeah exactly they're not following the constitution yeah <laughs> so yeah so anyway second story that i thought was uh kind of you know you have to be really careful and i i say this i don't say this just to women uh men too you have to be super careful about the people that you meet online i mean even if you're selling something online um you know there's been instances where people have been selling something online they agree to us you know a buyer come in and getting it and then they get robbed or or some you know something like that uh this lady uh from mexico she's been in this quote-unquote online relationship with a guy from peru Um, so she finally decides after they've been talking for like a year that she's going to fly to peru and meet him nobody hears from her again oh her body washes up oh geez uh it gets worse her body washes up on shore in peru like not too long ago yeah like yesterday (laughs) um and it looks like she was 
organ harvested. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, for I don't understand the whole, you know, like two different countries. I mean, it's one thing if you're like meeting people in your state, you know, or or something like that, or even just selling shit because this shit happens, um, you know. But it, you know, go to a place, a mutual place where there's a lot of people to meet. Yeah. You know, don't don't fly into a foreign country. Well, it sounds like I mean she established a, a long term, yeah, com- I mean, you know, relationship so. that was legit. Um, she thought so, taking a gamble. But I mean, it, well, honestly, and it sounds like that kind of a case. There's really not much that person could have done because, let's say, she she did everything right. You know, communicated for a long time, and felt comfortable enough that like, hey, you know, we're we're reaching this part of our relationship and uh, and we're going to meet. And so maybe she does the right thing and, and meets in a public place. And, and the person is yeah. the, who they purported to be, you yeah. know, same picture, whatever. And then, you know, he takes her back and his place and, you know, and then it's game over. Yeah. I mean, so this lady, uh, like I said, she was from Mexico. He was from Peru. She was 51 years old. He was 37 and supposedly a medical student in in Mexico or in uh, Peru. Uh, so on November 7th, she told her family, basically, that the romance was going well. Uh, and then she stopped. Basically, that's when she was already in Peru. And then, boom, she just stops communicating with her family uh, from November 7th on. Uh so yeah, I mean, just just bizarre. But again, it goes back to the same thing, man. You don't know who the hell you're meeting online. Uh, and it, again, it goes back to the same thing. It doesn't matter if you're selling. It doesn't matter if you're, you know, dating. Uh, whatever you're doing, you know, be careful. Uh, I'm not saying don't do it. I mean, do it. Uh, do whatever the hell you want. That's your that's your thing. But you just you got to be careful. There's been, I think I mentioned a little while ago. There's been instances here in the states. I think mostly in California, but um, there's been cases where people have put stuff online to be sold. Uh, they agree to let somebody come to their house to see it, and then they end up robbing them and you know beating the hell out of them or killing them uh, and taking everything that they want out of the house. Yeah. So you just you know be careful because these things do happen. I mean, you don't hear you don't hear too much about uh, organ harvesting. No, that's pretty. That's. <laughs> Takes it to a whole other level. I mean, and that's along the lines of the human sex tra- uh, trafficking that goes on yeah, where, yeah. you know, it really doesn't take much. You could be out with your family in in a parking lot at a shopping center and you're in a big group and then you get spread you get spread out or something and then one person goes missing yeah. and that's it. Like, I mean, it that legit can happen, which is... Wasn't there a movie... Wasn't there a, a group of movies made like in the '90s about like organ harvesting? What was it called? Hostel. Oh, is that what that the was movie's about? called? Hostel. There's like two or three of them uh, where you know foreigners would fly into a foreign country and they'd stay at a hostel, and but like the hostel that they were staying in was like actually like a big organ, mm. uh, you know. <laughs> organ stealing place kind of crazy though like the black market for stuff like that i mean that's when the um the i was gonna say the tor the tor um router the uh the onion router which is tor the basically the dark web 
that's what gives people access to the dark web and that there's yeah. a market for absolutely all kinds of stuff like that well and this guy apparently wasn't a very smart guy uh anyway so his name is juan pablo villafuerte oh they oh, oh they arrested him uh he was arrested on charges of human organs trafficking uh according to general uh peru's uh attorney general uh shortly after her disappearance villa fuente posted videos on tiktok showing him appearing to dissect human organs including a pancreas and brain no way the the independent report said so obviously this guy maybe he was just a dommer wannabe that could be cheese and crackers that's that's pretty crazy <laughs> yeah. like i mean you putting those videos online yeah no fear uh authorities searched his home where they found blood spatter in several rooms uh according to a spanish newspaper so mm. yeah i mean just again it's just you know i'm just putting it out there be super careful or go go with somebody yeah always go or, with somebody you know, meet that, public he was her only and, contact yeah. in peru like she just randomly flew by herself from Mexico to Peru to meet this guy. Yeah. Um, so that's a gamble. Yeah. His, unfortunately, it cost her. It cost her her life. Mm-hmm. It cost her absolutely everything. And her family. And her, that, yeah. You know. Yeah. It's terrible. So that's crazy. Um, there's not a whole lot of uh, political stuff really going on right now. It's been kind of quiet since the end of the midterm. I mean, obviously, we know that the uh, Republicans took the House. Uh, which is going to make a significant difference in the next two years. Um, you know, everyone keeps talking about the margin. Oh, it's very small margin. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if it's one. Yeah. So, but the difference is really going to make is going to take away the the control from right. the left. Right. However, as things are still going to be pretty crappy. I mean, there because yeah, I mean, nothing's going to change. That's the it's, problem. It's going to be exactly. Yeah. It's going to be statically um, crappy as, which, as it has been. Which in one sense is a negative, but in another sense is a positive. Yeah. The negative obviously being that nothing is going to get done and nothing is going to change. The upside of that is nothing's going to change, but we're also not going to be passing, you know, $3.2 trillion uh, funding packages for shit randomly. Oh, at least I hope. Let me say that. At least I hope because... You know, it wouldn't be the first time that the Republicans, too, didn't just cower down and start agreeing to bullshit uh, to get passed. Um, But in effect, Joe Biden's last two years, if he's going to do anything, he's going to have to try to do it through executive order, which we've seen how that's gone for him so far. Um, Not so well. Um, So, yeah, I mean, we. Yeah, my daughter just got to notice that she will not be receiving any sort of uh, yeah because it was deemed unconstitutional. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a federal court has has yeah all you all you folks out there who thought that uh, oh this this uh, college repayment uh, thing was such a great deal and you were going to get ten thousand dollars to to pay back college loans and all that been saying from the beginning it's not going to happen. It was it was enough to write a blank check to. To buy your vote and then uh, and then ha- make sure that it bounced. Yeah, and <laughs> and and now that it's bounced, there has been check. and now that it's bounced, there's been absolutely no aggressive action by the Biden administration to appeal 
or get it to. And what does they, that tell you? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But they didn't care. They, they did exactly what they yeah. wanted to do. And you guys, you Democrats, <laughs> hook, line, and sinker once again. How many times? I say it all the time. How many times do they have to lie to you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that one might even get a golf clap from me because you're so at this point, it's just so stupid to believe anything that they say. And here we go. Yeah, but I just I don't know. I keep going back to I haven't been able to answer this question, but what are they doing? Well, yeah. what area in politics are they winning on? Yeah, they're not. They're not. They're not. They're, they're just not. But again, we're such a, the country is so polarized, blue and red that people just don't care if it's blue and they're blue they're gonna vote blue they not they don't vote in their best interest they just don't they just refuse to and that and unfortunately fortunately for them but unfortunately for everyone else that just means that if you're in a blue state you're gonna stay blue and there's some if you're in a blue county it's gonna stay blue well, okay so chris how much do you think that it that aspect has is is impacted by the maybe the rules that have been in place for a long time or recent rules as far as and and maybe the way that elections are handled yeah. or districting yeah. um has been laid out but well i mean i love i always love i always love when the democrats start screaming about republican gerrymandering the only two states that got charged with gerrymandering before this last election were new york and maryland mm-hmm those are not red states. Those are blue states. Yeah. And both uh, the fe the courts, the state courts in both of those states told them, no, you're clearly gerrymandering. You need to change, you know, re redraw the lines to a non gerrymandering. So, you know, again, same thing I always say. If you want to know what the Democrats are doing, just look at what they're blaming everybody else for. Hmm. And the number one, the number one argument when it comes to elections that Democrats are always screaming about is gerrymandering. And they're the ones who keep getting caught doing it. So you guys can keep believing them. Uh, I, I'm, I, I'm curious at what point you got your eyes open and see that they they don't give a shit about what you want. They don't care. They're going to tell you what they think you want to hear right before an election because it's worked and it continued to work this election cycle. And you guys are just going to keep buying into this bullshit and nothing, you, nothing is nothing in your life is going to improve because nothing's going to change. And I'm not saying that Republicans don't do the same thing to a degree. They probably do. I mean, in this in this election cycle, they didn't have to because they couldn't make any promises. They could, you know, they could promise very little because they have control of nothing. Uh but that doesn't mean that next cycle, you know, in the House, they may try to do that. Now, I will say that, you know, in the next election cycle, the in 2024, the House may very well flip back. Uh, but the Republicans have a decided advantage in the Senate because I think the I think the uh, Democrats have 31 seats in the Senate up next time, which is huge. That's like, what, 60 percent of their caucus, uh, roughly. So. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, but, you know, keep believing them. <laughs> well, I'm I, if if we don't accomplish anything else, I would love to see progress in the election system. Um, I mean, and we didn't I mean, there was a huge outrage about it in the 
2020 elections. Right. But that was and, Democrats making a huge issue of it. Right. So that didn't it's matter. Still, it's still, yeah, but still nothing happened. So no. they didn't do anything to really uh, solidify that process and clean up the process. Um, there's plenty of. Well, that's the issue, to though. Do that. That's the issue, though. Elections are a state process. So there's 50 different processes in our country for elections. If there's no, there's no national. Uh, the only thing that's national about election law is the date of a national election. Everything else is state run. Right. So, and that's why you have states like Pennsylvania who allow mail-in ballots 50 days before an election. Yeah. Uh, well, and I guess the difference is the left is pushing just to make voting as easy as possible. Well, that's what they say. Well, yeah, but that's what they're they're trying to accomplish. They want to make sure that they that that there's no such thing as voter ID laws. Um, right, but that's not to make it that's not to make it easier for a voter. That's making it easier and more susceptible to anything else that they want to try to do for that election. Hey, yes. <laughs> Yes. It has nothing to do with the ease of you voting. No, no. <laughs> they want the voting process to be as easy for the purpose of, uh, I guess, either getting their their point across. I mean, because that's... Yeah. I mean, they want a ballot harvest. Yeah, that, they that's do... kind of what I... I mean, I'm not necessarily accusing them of straight up fraud, but it is certainly they're manipulating the system where they make it super easy that i if i have relatives that i know aren't voting they're not voters i can i can yeah. order some cards for them and yeah. make sure that make sure that their vote gets cast yep um and they have no no knowledge to the difference yeah if you don't want them to right so i mean yeah. I, I i guess that that works on both sides but the thing is i don't think the right does that Based on well, I mean, they're advocating for ID. Yeah. They're advocating for in-person voting. In-person voting. They're advocating for less mail-in and time frames. Yeah. Um, although, you know, what I don't hear is I haven't heard uh, Stacey Abrams come running out. You know, she was the one screaming how uh, how much election fraud the new Georgia election law caused when they had record numbers of people come out and vote. Uh, record minority people come out and vote and she still lost. Yeah. So, you know, it's all bullshit. It's all, it's all a ploy to try to it's scare tactics to try to get you to vote for them. Um, and again, elections over, you haven't heard another word from her. I doubt highly we'll hear another word about her or Beto down in Texas, uh, ever again. They both run in two elections that I'm aware of and they both lost both elections handily. So, that's uh, going to be a presidential run. That's that's well. Good gonna... <laughs> luck with that. Good, yeah, good luck with yeah. both of you on that yeah. one. Now I could see, I could see, uh, you know, whoever uh, whoever ends up running in the primary against Biden because he's gonna. I I'm still fully convinced that he's going to run again, uh, but I don't think he'll win a primary. I think the Democratic caucus are going to take care of him. Well, I think if they force a primary, which they they will. Oh, absolutely. There's going to be at least 10 people running. Yeah. Something. Then there's, yeah, yeah, there's no chance. I don't think, uh, but I can see somebody, uh, on the left, uh, you know, choosing Beto or choosing Stacey Abrams to be their VP candidate, which, you know, 
I mean, go for it. <laughs> I'm all, I'm all please, for it because yeah, that, that's please. almost a losing that that right there is almost a losing proposition for you. Uh, they haven't proven that they can win anything, even in the, even at the state level. And if they can't win at the state level, they stand almost zero chance of winning in the national level. Um, so go ahead and do it. But um, yeah, hopefully that's the, the these are the we're in the last months slash years of hearing the name Stacey Abrams or Beto O'Rourke. What is his real name? Robert, Franc Robert, Robert Francis. Francis. Robert Francis. That's right. But Beto because he's. I don't know. He's like Joe Biden. He was raised by everybody, every community other than the actual community that he was raised by. Um, so anyway, ladies and gentlemen, we're not going to keep you tonight. Uh, we got Trash Talking Tuesday coming up next week. And of course, another show. Um, we're rolling into the holiday season. So I know things are going to start getting crazy. Um, we'll keep you up to date on our schedule when we're going to do... Uh, I haven't even looked. I think Christmas is on Sunday this year. So that would be the 24th or the 23rd would be Friday, that Friday. So we shouldn't have any issue doing a show that day. Um, but yeah, we'll keep you up to date throughout the rest of this month and the month of December of what we're going to do. Schedules start getting crazy. I understand that. So yeah, we'll just see. We'll just see what happens. Anyway, we will talk to you on Tuesday. Peace.